Colossians chapter 2 from verse 1. It reads this. For I want you to know how great a struggle I have for you and for those at Laodicea and for all who have not seen me face to face, that their hearts may be encouraged, being knit together in love, to reach all the riches of full assurance of understanding and the knowledge of God's mystery, which is Christ, in whom are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. I say this in order that no one may delude you with plausible arguments. For though I am absent in body, yet I am with you in spirit, rejoicing to see your good order and the firmness of your faith in Christ. Therefore, as you receive Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in him, rooted and built up in him, and established in the faith, just as you were taught, abounding in thanksgiving. See to it that no one takes you captive by philosophy and empty deceit, according to human tradition, according to the elemental spirits of the world, and not according to Christ. For in him the whole fullness of deity dwells bodily, and you have been filled in him who is the head of all rule and authority. Please keep your Bibles open. And the children for Sunday school, please, who's doing Hannah, if you can follow Hannah, and George will come now to bring us God's word. Let me pray for, for you guys quickly. Father, we do pray for the children, and we pray for ourselves. Give us, Lord, ears that are willing to listen. Humble us, Lord, to listen to your word, and I pray for Hannah and for George as they bring your word to your people. Amen. those Bibles open, uh, we'll be picking up from before the passage we've read, and we'll also be reading some bits after the passage. So it'd be great if you keep it, uh, keep it open. Uh, thanks for praying, Kenny. The English Premier League has begun. Oh, some of you are going, oh gosh. Oh, no. And some are going, yes. Okay. Uh, now there's a, there's a team from many, many, many leagues ago. This team came from zero. They were literally about to be relegated. You know, that's what you do with teams that don't do very well. And that season, they were almost unbeaten. And they went all the way, and they won. They actually won the Premier League. And they said this was like a once-in-a-lifetime football miracle. Guess what they did the following, uh, the following year? They sacked the manager. They sacked the manager. And you're sitting there thinking... Why would you do that? What more do you want? Leicester Football Club. Why would you suck Claudio, the miracle worker? 
And I would ask the same question. What would you want to add onto a glass that is full? What more would you like on that glass? Now, if we look at Colossians, the chapter 2 today, we are seeing this passage is, is going to paint for us a picture of Christians who have all they need, and yet they are tempted to have something more. And Apostle Paul is writing to this church. He has not met this church. He didn't set up this church. Someone else did. But he loves this church. He prays for this church. He travails for this church. He's struggling for this church. And this church has a neighboring uh, church as well in a place called Laodicea. So if you think Beckentry Church and Dagenham Parish Church, neighbors, partners, and probably this letter was read in that church as well. And he's writing to them. And off the bat of what he's saying is, he's already saying, if, if you come with me to verse 2, look at what he's saying. In uh, Colossians 2, chapter 2, chapter 2, verse 2, he says, My goal is that they may be encouraged in heart and united in love. That is Paul's goal. And Paul will be making the point that Christ is the fullness of God. How Christ is God living. God is living in Christ. And Christ is living in the Christians. He's going to make that point. You see what's been happening to Colossian church is there has been other teachings coming into the church. Other teachings. Other teachings are coming to the church. And Paul is very much aware that whenever other teachings come into the church, the church is in danger. He wants them united, but other teachings split churches. And we've seen it from church history. The church always grows when there's persecution from outside. All the time. Growing, growing, growing. But when there's other teachings within the church, coming into the church, church splits. The believer is in danger whenever that happens. So Paul has to address what's going on in in the Colossian church. And we're going to look at two things that Paul is going to address. And one of them is what, what the believers have in Christ. And the other is what are these other teachings? What do they offer? What do the believers have in Christ? So if you look back in uh, chapter 1. I hope all, uh, all of you have your Bibles open. If you look back in chapter 1, verse 16 and 17, Paul has already spoken to them. He's already told them how Christ is superior, how Christ has authority. Okay? And if you look at verse 16 and 17, he says, For by him all things were created in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, Whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities, all things were created through him and for him. And he is before all things and all things in him hold together. He is highlighting the bigness of Christ. He's saying Christ is big. 
He's saying Christ is supreme. In other words, he's saying Jesus is the governor. Yeah. Jesus is, 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 is the sonko. Jesus is, is, is the oga. He's a big, big boss. You understand what I'm saying? That's what he's saying. And the Colossians must have understood this because if you, if you look at verse 5, they were good Christians. And Paul is celebrating them in verse 5. He's saying he's, he's rejoicing to see their good order and firmness of their faith in Christ. He's rejoicing because he's seeing their order and their firmness in, of their faith in Christ. And it's more like, like a bit like people here in, 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 in this church today. Yeah, we are rejoicing to see your good discipline, your good firmness in faith in Christ. But yet Paul wants them to know their fullness in Christ so they don't get deceived by the teachings. Because the teachings are here. Other teachings are in the church. So you want to talk about wisdom? Because other teachings are coming with wisdom, coming with knowledge. You want to talk about them? Well, Paul says in verse 3, Christ is wisdom. Christ is knowledge. He says, in, 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 in whom are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. In Christ is hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. Now, if, if just think, think for a minute. Who, who's the wisest person, the, the, the wisest person you've, you've, you've ever met? For, for me, it's my grandma. My grandma was wise. You, know. you, you could take that to the bank. Who, who, who's, who, who, who is the most knowledgeable person you've ever met? Or you know? Help me out here. Who, who, who's, who's the most knowledgeable person you know? Rob? Einstein? Yeah? Now this part of scripture says Jesus has all of their wisdom, all of their knowledge plus more. It says, look, look, it says in him all of the wisdom, all of the knowledge. Now, all is a lot. Okay? All is a lot. Does anyone know what all means? What does all all mean everything everyone and everything now uh, I'm an accountant by, by profession so I'm used to big numbers okay I'm used to big numbers uh, believe me if I tell you everything is a big number okay? that, that's a big number okay and I can't even start to imagine what, what, what that looks like what is it what a thousand 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 a million a million million a trillion everything is a big number okay so if they say Jesus has all the wisdom all the knowledge that is big Jesus is massive he is massive and then it says in verse 10 that he is the head of all rule and authority. Now, not only is he massive, not only does he know 
everything. Not only is he the wisest ever, he also has, he also heads, he is the head of all the rule and all authority. Now in these days, these people were very superstitious. So they really feared spirits and and, 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 and satanic and demonic activity. They really, really feared them. Yeah, they really feared them. And it's, 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 a, it's a pity that in the church today, we still have Christians who, who fear, who fear demonic spirits and fear satanic stuff. Well, Jesus is the head of all of them, And if you look down in verse 15, look at verse 15. Look down in verse 15. That's chapter 2, verse 15. Look at it. It says, he, that is God, he disarmed the rulers and authorities and put them to shame by triumphing over them in him, in Christ. So God has disarmed all the demons, all the satanic powers, all the evil forces, and put them to shame by triumphing over them through Jesus. So Jesus has overcome all of them. No fear. So if you look at the summary, if if you think about it, okay, let's look at the summary. Jesus is the creator. Uh, Jesus has dominion over all. Uh, Jesus is a sustainer the universe. Uh, Jesus is the head of all authority. Uh, Jesus has all wisdom. Jesus has all knowledge. And now verse 10 says, this Jesus lives in you. This Jesus, this one, lives, lives in you. Wow. <laughs> Let us think for a moment. Let us think for a moment. Verse 10 says, You have been filled in him. Already, the minute you accepted Jesus as your Lord and your Savior, you have been filled in him. That Jesus has filled you. this voice excuse me um, excuse me you need more you need more really more what more teaching more what this brings us to the second point what is this more that these teachers were bringing into the church and saying you need more when we already have this Christ there's this teaching that's coming and saying, you need more. What is this more? 
And Paul is warning the church, he's saying, in verse 8, he's saying, don't let them capture you with these human philosophies. Don't let them capture you with these human philosophies. Now, what Paul is saying is, if the teaching is not coming from God, it's coming from man. If it's not coming from God, it's coming from man. And if it's coming from man, and God knows everything, then that is hollow. He say, he's warning them, he's telling them, don't let that capture you. In verse 8, see to it that no one takes you captive by philosophy and empty deceit according to human tradition, according to the element, elemental spirits of the world, not according to Christ. Don't allow them to kidnap you. They're offering you attractive stuff. It's, 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 it looks attractive, but it's empty deceit. They're using arguments that, that sound very good. Okay? But it's a lie. It's hollow. It's empty. It's deceitful. Why? Because Christ in you, Christ has, fooled, has filled you. So you don't have to be deceived by any other teachings. He has filled you. So what are these more that they were offering? What is this they were offering? They were offering, number one, they were offering the Jewish laws. They were telling them, go and get circumcised. You're a, yeah? You're a Christian now? Yeah? Yeah? Now go get circumcised. Yeah? Fulfill the Jewish laws. Yeah? And the Bible is very clear. Jesus has fulfilled every requirement of the law by his life, his death, and resurrection. Amen? Amen. Amen. Number two. They were offering religious performances. They're saying, yeah, you, listen, let's eat certain foods, eat certain, drink certain drinks, observe certain festivals, come to this festival, observe this one, observe this one, observe this one. Uh, what about observing uh, uh, the Saturday Sabbath? That's the one. Saturday Sabbath, that's the one. Okay? Observing performances. Religious performances. And we, we hear it these days. You know, people tell you, you know, don't eat meat on Friday. You don't eat meat on Friday. You're a Christian. Uh, uh, no, 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 you don't drink wine. Not a drop of wine. You're a Christian, okay? See you. Okay. And Paul is saying here in verse 16 and 17, let no one pass judgment on you. These are a shadow of things to come. The substance belongs to Christ. These are a shadow of things to come. Now imagine, imagine if Catherine was to go to work. Okay, she's gone to work. She's been there for three days and she's come back. Uh, when she opens the door, there's light behind her and her shadow is in the house. She's still outside, her shadow is in the house. And I go, ooh, Catherine, welcome, welcome back. Welcome back. And I start kiss, kissing the shadow. you think I've gone mad, wouldn't you? George, what's, what's, what's wrong with you? Why are you kissing the shadow? Catherine is at the door. She is here. Why are you kissing the shadow? Okay, which is the same thing. That's what Paul is saying here. 
These things, these things, these things you're talking about, those are shadows. They are pointing to Christ. Now Christ is here. Why are you kissing the shadow? What's all this? Christ is here. He has fulfilled everything. He is everything you need. You don't need shadows anymore. Amen? Praise God for Christ. Otherwise you'll be in big trouble. And then they're talking about visions. Visionary experiences. And they're saying, ah, look at this worship of angels, man. I, I saw this angel. And I saw this angel. And I saw this angel. And I saw this vision. And I saw this vision. And I saw this vision. And they're going into details about the visions they saw. Okay? And Paul is saying, do not let them disqualify you. Because they, are, they want to tell you there's something missing in you. You have not had this religious experience, this spiritual experience. There's something missing. You have not, you have not done any miracles of late. There's something missing. You have not seen any, 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 any amazing visions. You have not heard the voice of God speaking to you directly. There's something missing. And Paul is saying, do not let them disqualify you. There's nothing missing. You have been filled by Jesus. You have been filled by the glory of God through Jesus. There is nothing missing. Nothing missing. And number four, extra religious rules. You love this one. Don't touch this. Don't touch that. Don't drink this. Don't handle this. Okay, extra rules. When I was growing up, they used to say, ladies should not wear trousers to church. <laughs> yes. Yeah? Remember that? Remember that, Catherine? Yeah. And you had to wear a hat. Yes. Yes. And sometimes the men have to come with white, white garments. I'm, you know? So don't do this. Don't do that. Okay? Don't touch pork. Don't touch pork, man. Yeah. Don't touch pork. You know, don't touch this. Don't handle this. All these extra rules. They're not in the Bible, but all these extra rules. And they look good. You know, they look like you're, you're, you're doing well. But they cannot restrain the desires of the flesh. They cannot change you from inside. You still find yourself sinning. Because only Jesus can change you from inside. Amen? You have the fullness of Christ and his power is enough. Is enough. And sometimes as believers, you can see believers thinking to themselves, um, there's nothing wrong if I take in a bit of that teaching, taking a bit of Christ, taking a bit of that, taking a bit of the world, a bit of the philosophy of the world, you know. They pick up some philosophies like like, is it yellow or something like that? Yellow. Yeah? Yellow. You only live once. They say that. You only live once. Yeah? Meaning, enjoy life now because you only live once. Okay? That's the philosophy of the world. Where, where, where does God say? If, if anything, God says you live twice. Yeah. <laughs> you live twice. You live here and then you live in heaven. Okay? So you're completely wrong. Okay, so you see the danger of that. The danger of taking in the philosophy of the world or these teachings, okay? The danger of taking in 
philosophies of the world. What's happening? It's clouded. It's clouded. You are, you are taking from Christ. You are clouding what was good and pure by bringing in something that is not of Christ. So what happens if you're a Christian today and you've never received Christ as your Lord and your Savior? What happens? Well, you may think that doing stuff, doing good things, following some rules, okay, will make you clean, will make you good, will make you righteous, will make you okay with God. But those cannot restrain the desires of the flesh. You will find yourself sinning and sinning and sinning and sinning and moving further and further away from God. Accept Jesus. Accept Jesus today. Only he has the power to make you clean. Only he has the power to fill you. Only he has the power to cleanse you. Will you accept him today? What if you're a Christian? What if you're a Christian? What more can you add to a glass that is full? What more can you add? Nothing. 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 Jesus has filled you. You can add nothing. Jesus is all you need. All you need. Not Jesus plus anything. Jesus is all you need. Let him fill you. Let him grow you. Let him root you in his word. Keep going with the gospel. Don't get tired. Don't get bored. Don't get discouraged. Jesus is all you need. The gospel of Jesus is all you need. That is what saved you in the beginning. That is what will keep you until the day he returns. Praise the Lord. Let's read together verse verse 6. Let's go to verse 6. I want us to read it together loud. Are we all there? Together. Therefore, as you receive Jesus the Lord, so walk in him, rooted and built up in him, and established in the faith, just as you were taught, abounding in thanksgiving. That is all you need. That is all you need. Be careful about other teachings that are coming in the church. Be careful. You have all you need for salvation and for reaching heaven. Jesus has already paid the price for you. And he has filled you. Amen. 
Let's pray. Lord Jesus, help us understand how great you are. How much we have when we are in you. Help us understand that when you fill us, there is no emptiness. When you fill us, there is nothing more to add. Remove every desire for anything else apart from you. Fill our hearts with gratitude and praise for what you have done for us already. That we already have you. That right now we have you filling our hearts, filling our minds, filling our lives. Now send us out to be witnesses of what you have done in our lives. That others may know you as their Lord and their Savior. And that they may be filled to the brim. That they may desire nothing else apart from Jesus. In his name we pray. Amen. Amen.